Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, even if you're an archive listener. I appreciate all the listeners. I thank everyone who tunes in and also everyone who gives me the opportunity to do healings on the show. It's immensely helpful to all the listeners, known and unknown, and even to the souls that tune in and take in the energy whether or not we have called them in because we activate such a powerful energy field as a group that it is the light, the divine light that we all share with each other moves out into the universe, known and unknown, and makes itself available to souls that are ready to take in some of that light in whatever arena, whatever uh, they need, or they're ready to Uh, move toward. So it's just a huge opportunity for all of us to not only get help for ourselves, but to help others. It is a two-way street, and it is an absolutely fabulous opportunity every Wednesday for me and and for all of us. Anyway, I think I get old saying this kind of thing, but it's no less heartfelt, and it's no less genuine. I truly, truly appreciate this show and the ability to um, connect all of us to do this work. All right. Now, the show last week, If for those of you who remember, or even for those of you who haven't heard it yet but might tune in later, was a show for a woman named Denise. She has a daughter who's had really serious heart issues from the day she was born, having surgery literally, I think, a day and a half old or three days old, something like that, and has had several more heart surgeries. And at the time of the request for the healing, the daughter who's now, I I believe, somewhere in her late teens or 20s, having gone through many surgeries over the time, She is preparing for yet another surgery because she needs to have part of the aorta replaced, valves replaced, all sorts of things to be done. And it was a big healing for me to take on. The healing also was for the second part of the healing was for her mom, Denise. The daughter was Alicia. The mom is Denise. Denise's pattern, which came up, was the fear of imminent death, because from literally the time that the daughter had been born, there was this fear that she could die. And uh, at one point when she was three, she was, something happened, some event happened, and she was taken by airlift to the hospital and actually had flatlined and had to be brought back. So this fear of imminent death was something that Denise had been living with for many, many years, a couple, at least a couple of decades, it seems. Um, I don't know the exact age of Alicia. But the fear of imminent death, we've all gone through. We've all, uh, whether this life or another life, many other lives, fear of imminent death for ourselves and for our loved ones. It's a powerful fear and was one that came up 
when I was working on Denise. And just to share with you guys, after I did that that healing last week, I was so out of it. I felt like I was in La La Land. I was just had been so deep into the energy field that it took me several hours, really, even I wasn't even perfectly sort of grounded till the next day. I mean, I was certainly able to function and cope. It wasn't like that, but there was this sort of afterburner effect. And I was just having, um, it, it, I, I just felt it in a way that was even more intense. It's always intense when I do the show, really, because we have this group energy and it's just so, so intense. But this was the most intense. And then what happened which has not usually happened, is that I didn't get any feedback. Nobody wrote me. Denise didn't write me. Nobody else wrote and said, blah, 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 blah. And I just want you all to know, because I'm just like you guys, some doubt came in, and I thought, well, maybe I bit off more than I should have chewed, you know? (laughs) Maybe I took too much. Maybe I stepped forward too big away and in public, because it's not like I haven't worked on life and death issues before. I have many times but not in such a public forum. And I thought, well, maybe it really was too much. It was too sensitive. It was too this or too that. And so I started to, not intensely, it didn't keep me awake at light, um, because often I don't get feedback. That's kind of the norm for me, because sometimes the work is just people need to process it before they can give me feedback. So there was this other very rational part of me saying, well, why would you expect feedback? And in fact, I didn't expect it, but because it didn't come in like it often does from this show, I'm. it, it set up this little bit of this doubt current. And, and it was little, it, as I said, it didn't keep me up at night. But I did want to share with you that because I want you to know that I'm just like you guys. We're all in the same boat here. I am not someone who feels they have it plugged in and I have all the answers and all of my issues are completely perfect and all that. I'm not that way. I really like to um, share with you that kind of real, real time, real stuff with me so that you can see that I'm coming to you understanding and knowing exactly where you are. If I haven't you know, a lot of the issues I've resolved over the years and I've shared with you, self-doubt is the one the higher self told me 30-plus years ago was my biggest issue, and I've worked on it so hard it isn't even funny. And, boy, is it hugely, hugely better. But they must still be this little niggling, and so I am working on that self-doubt. But I, So I wanted to share that with you. But I did get yesterday some feedback in time to share with you on the show, which I'm glad because I know all of you must be who have heard have are concerned about Denise and want to know and Alicia and want to know really what her situation is. Well, she wrote me yesterday and she, you know, thanked me and appreciated the healing and she said she felt it was very powerful. The surgery had been scheduled. They did have a scheduled date at the very end of November. But after we did the healing, guys, they called her and rescheduled for the 13th. So, yes, the surgery is tomorrow. And I am, I do have a healing request, which I'm going to do first. And then I'm going to go back in and we're going to work on Alicia again, sort of a 
proactive approach, so to speak, to bring that surgical experience, that procedure, into the very highest level that it can can be. Um, and so that's exciting because they the waiting for the surgery was very, very difficult for them. The uh, she wasn't feeling well at all, so it's not just the waiting, it's the, you know, the fear that gets generated when you don't feel well and you wonder, wonder, wonder. So so that's exciting. So we will work on that um, for sure later after I do my first healing, which is a request that came in the email. Now, Robin, who's also um, called in, and I, hello, Robin, and thank you so much so much for this feedback. Robin also wrote me yesterday, and she wasn't part of the direct healing, but she, of course, was a listener that was taking part in the healing. And this this is important, too, because I always encourage, as you know, I'm a broken record on this, that everybody be an active participant in this show. And you use the healing on any individual, even if it's not yourself, to heal yourself. And we all have fear of imminent death. I mean, who wouldn't have it? With the eons of lifetimes we've lived through, that is a given. It's part of the human condition. So here's what she said. Okay. She said, wow, that was powerful. I was restless and consumed with my own issues. I didn't even want to listen, but I'm so glad I did. And, you know, that's so normal, isn't it? That we get con- we get consumed by our things going on in our life and we we don't do something like listen or we don't take care of whatever. Uh, that's normal. So I'm excited that you did, Robin. And she said, I was quickly drawn into the healing. Healing, Given the life and death nature of the healing, I could feel the intensity of the energy and the extra help from the higher self who participated, Jane and company, Joan Culpepper and Joe Williams. Yeah, they were all there. During the healing, I really felt how important everyone on the call's contribution was. Now that's exciting. See, Robin picked up, it's not just me telling you how important your contribution is, it's Robin picked it up too. So we have some some other voices here talking and saying how important the listeners are and how we all connected. I felt the healing energy not only for Alicia and her mother, but for myself and all people on the call. Yay! Okay? I sensed many rows of soul souls on the real whims, rims, I don't know if you remember, but I'm pretty sure it was last week that I, I saw sort of a series of wheel rims with more and more souls as part of the eternal now, the totality of all there is moment. And she felt it, and um, she said it taught me a lesson about service, how when we help others, we help ourselves. It's very beautiful and very profound, and yes, it really is. The the releasing around the pattern of fear of imminent death was also so poignant. It's something we all face at one time or another with ourselves and with others. So that's really cool, okay? Now, she did ask a question. She said, my first question is, who is Jane and company? Is that Jane Roberts by any chance, or is that a different group of entities? And I did talk briefly about Jane. I remember she came in in the beginning of the healing, and then she left because it was clear she would not need to be helping with the crossover um but i hadn't realized i hadn't brought them up brought them up in the show now 
Jane and Company is actually going to be my third book. When I finish this current book, which is getting closer, I mean, I'm finished with it. I'm editing, and then we have to do the cover, and I have to figure out where I'm going to get it published and all of that. But when I finish with the the second book, I am the next book is going to be on Jane and Company. And I do, in the second book, have a whole appendix introducing the readers to Jane and Company because they are going to be part of my third book. And I wanted to kind of whet everybody's appetite. Um, I don't really have time to discuss them because it is huge. It is com- they're completely fascinating. That whole story is is beyond fascinating and intriguing. So I don't know whether I'll de- devote a sh- one of these radio shows about Jane and Company, or if, you know, if I come to a show where I don't have a healing request, I may or may not. But even one show isn't enough. So I'm not sure, but I'm sorry to leave you sort of hanging, but I don't know, really, I'm not a good soundbite person. In general, though, these are some souls that have laid aside the body. They they are in heaven. They haven't reincarnated yet here in body. They are have been educated and supervised and taught by the higher selves. And they've moved to become more or less a grassroots movement in heaven to help others. And one of the things that they do is that they help people cross over. They do many, many things. This is just a drop in the bucket. But one of the things they do is that they help people who might be terminal cross over. And I've worked with Jane a lot with potential um people who are potentially terminal and, or who are absolutely terminal. And she helps when they're still alive. She helps in the dream state. She helps when they do the crossover and helps orient them in the heavens. So you'll learn more about all that crossing over stuff and the heavens and everything in my second book. You're going to really be interested, I think, in that. But in any case, by helping, they are also increasing their own soul frequency and their evolutionary progress. So it's a two-way street. They're, they aren't self-sacrificing. They are helping themselves uh, in the process. So that's in general who Jane and company was. And I was surprised to see them, see her last week because when I do a healing on somebody who's ill, when she comes in, it, it for a moment might give me a sense of, okay, well, maybe this person's going to lay aside the body. I really didn't know, but partway, almost very quickly, actually, through the healing, Jane left, which meant that at the soul level, Alicia had made the decision to uh, not lay aside the body. So I think that that was one of the reasons that the heal- the surgery was moved up. It, it increased the possibilities that she was going to be fine. So anyway... That's it, and I don't mean to be so matter-of-fact about it because it really is truly uh, heartache that I'm talking about, the possibilities of death and all of that. And so my heart goes out to these people, but I do, I did want to explain a little bit about who Jane and company were um, anyway. So um, that's the... Feedback from Robin and my short, rather inadequate ex, uh, explanation about Jane and company. Anyway, 
And trust me when I say it is a thumbnail and it has not introduced to you some of the main aspects about them that you will find beyond fascinating. Hopefully you will all run out and get my book the minute it's published and read about Jane and Company in the back. Um, anyway, so, and even that is a thumbnail. But in any case, now we're going to go to today's healing, which is for Suzanne. Now, she said that she has a request for healing on pests, specifically roaches. And she said that she's been using all the bug-killing stuff, and it seems to only help them come back. Now, she had heard the healing I did for Robin on bugs, and I don't remember that healing. I don't know what came out. She was wondering if she had any other issues than Robin had, because she went through and did the healing for herself, the same healing I did for Robin. But she was wondering if there was something else, and she thought of a few things that it could be, which I really, um, it's great that you guys look in and try to see maybe other arenas that the these patterns can be coming, coming from. Um, we'll see when we go in there, probably everything she's talked about that I'm going about to tell you is part of it, because these patterns are so complex. I just love the fact that people are thinking and working to become more self-aware. So she thought it might have something to do that she has a fear of germs and getting sick because of them, bugs, because of bugs. She also thinks there may be a shame because there's a part of her that thinks, well, boy, if I was just a better housekeeper, maybe they wouldn't be there. Shame and guilt, too, for not keeping the apartment more clean. And she said it also feels like an invasion and, and an intrusion. And the invasion and the intrusion thing is a is a really valid, I mean, they're all valid patterns, but it's feeling invaded upon or intruded upon is, is a fairly common um, pattern. But I don't know that I've worked on it in this show, so I'm very excited about this because... It's not necessarily an invasion by bugs or an intrusion by bugs. It can be people who don't recognize or acknowledge your boundaries in any way and can literally move in and feel like there is a violation or an invasion of you. So we're going to work on that pattern. I'm feeling that will come up. Um, in any case, she also said that she remembered when she was a kid, she was afraid that a bug was under her skin crawling around. There wasn't one but she still said it was scary. And she wondered if this had past life ties. Maybe she was in prison with bugs or killed by them in some way. So she said any light that you know I could shed on the issue would be greatly appreciated. And again, I'm excited to go in, as always, to see what's underneath there. My feeling is that she's picked up on some very real things. And even if I don't come up with them in my healing. Uh, I'm just going to say, Suzanne, and to anybody else, that any of these can be relevant. What I'll get are the threads that maybe are the more heavy hitter patterns, but it doesn't mean you can't work on anything. Even if they aren't so deeply entrenched, they don't come up in this relatively short healing. We have to understand that we've been together eons of lifetimes, and the eons of lifetimes mean we've had so many experiences. In 20 minutes, a half hour, I can't dig and get every single pattern that we all carry. So again, I encourage you all to be 
the active participants. If you're listening to the archive show or you listen, you're listening live and you listen again, pause, pause the healing. And the things that come on, are coming up for you that I'm not saying, go ahead and do the releases. And all the things that I am saying that you maybe heard before will go and come out from deeper levels. So you're always going to be helping yourself. It, it, when you're an active participant, you really facilitate and accelerate and deepen the healing. Okay. I do want to just mention a practical approach, which is something that many of you may have thought of, including Suzanne, and that is uh, in any apartment building, if the whole building isn't ex- exterminated, when you put out the bug stuff, they these smart critters, they just go to the neighboring apartments. And then when your bug stuff is old or, or taken up or whatever, they come back in. And it really has to be done as a group approach. If you can, if you know anybody in your apartment building, if you talk to one or two or three others and then all of you approach the manager, maybe you can get him to do a total building approach or at least one side of the building or one floor of the building. But really, you need a whole building approach because they are just so smart. They go in and out, back and forth to different apartments, depending. So that was just a little practical thing, which you probably already know. Somehow the group approach often will be more pressure for the management. The other thing I did want to just mention, so I know you're not in California, but here we have codes. If a building has pests, there are places you can report it. Now, I don't know. I can't remember if you're in New Mexico or Arizona. I can't remember. I'm so sorry, Suzanne. Colorado, maybe. Um, no, I think Denise is Colorado. Anyway, I'm, I can't remember exactly where you're from. You do say it's central time in one of your emails. So I don't know about the codes there, but I'm hoping that we can get this pattern to the place where something is resolved more than just you personally. Okay. Now, I'm going to start the healing, and for those of you who are familiar, oh, before I start the healing, I do see I have a caller ending in 1833 um, with a question mark. So I'm just going to call the, speak to the caller for a minute, okay? Let me just do that, and then we'll get on to Suzanne's healing. Okay, so 1833, I am going to be putting you on mic. Are you there? Hi, Janet. Who who is it? This is Adriana Audrey Ren. Hi, Adriana. How, How are, are you? you? I'm just good. I'm good. <laughs> I was just listening to radio. I was you. Uh, I just heard you say you're going to send it healing. That's why I want to call to say if we can send healing here too. Okay. Uh, cool. Wonderful. Um, well, welcome to the call, and I will to the radio show, and I will put you back on mute so your mic won't be active anymore. And I'm going to go right into the healing for Suzanne and okay. Adriana. Just so that listeners know, she came to my meetup a couple times, so she knows she can be an active participant in the other people's healings. So, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute Adriana. And 
get started. So I'm encouraging all of you, as always, to make yourself comfortable and focus on the my voice. Just listen to my voice and bring your mind's eye in to the physical body, using that focus on the physical body to bring us into the now moment. You can focus on your hands and your feet, your arms and your legs, the contact points between your body and whatever you're sitting on, and just bring that mind right there, focused on the here and the now, listen to the voice, and activate that now moment, that energetic field that I'm now seeing pop up amongst all the listeners, past, present, and future listeners. And this now moment is that space where that it's an energetic space and it it's not fleeting, it's not hard to get to. It's simply a matter of using our focus of attention to focus right here, right now. Now, you can be aware of whatever noises or uh, sounds are in the background. That's fine, but just allow them to be in the background and continue to focus on this now moment. And for those of you who are familiar, you know at this point, because the now moment is an energetic field around us 360 degrees, we are going to use this powerful focus of attention that we have to expand this moment. We're going to expand those energetic walls. They're not really walls. They're an energy field. We're just going to expand it like a bubble, like blowing up a balloon. And again, a balloon even has solid walls. The This energetic field, the walls are not solid. They're easy to expand. And the expanding now moment is going to encompass the totality of the past nows, the present now, and the future nows for all of us on the show, past, present, and future. And any any uh, anybody that also chooses to move in for the healing. So this powerful energy field is expanding at a mind-boggling rate, moving to include the totality of the soul process for all of the participants. This is huge. The totality of the soul process from the beginning where we ex expressed first as mineral minerals in the mineral kingdom, and then all of the lifetimes we had as minerals, then plants, then animals, humans, and beyond. And all of the future nows that are absolutely, uh, we've all experienced the future nows, and this is becoming so large, I perceive it as a time-space continuum, like the Star Trek or whatever the sci-fi show is that talks about the time-space continuum. And I see it as this incredibly large arc of energy throughout the universe, both known and unknown. The past now part of it, which I usually see to my left, but that's just my visual, is more... Um, the word? More... Uh, not solidified, but it's more distinctive. The future now is expanding in it's in progress, creating, it's organically expanding moment to moment to moment. So on the right, this time space continuum continues to grow 
and expand and grow and expand. And it's because it's all of us and all of the past, present, and future listeners and anyone else. It's a massive kind of activity going on on the symbolic right where the future nows are unfolding moment to moment. The future nows never end. We never get to the to an end point. The whole goal thing or end uh, point focus is not relevant at all for evolution. We never stop evolving. We are continuing at, continually growing and expanding. And the so this forever now moment is absolutely huge and constantly organically in process becoming more. Now I want all of us to focus on that pure soul essence that we all carry. That pure soul essence is the light from the originating source, that point of power that each of us received from the first moment we were expressed as an aspect of the originating source. And we have carried that point of power throughout the totality of our sojourn. It connects us to the originating source 24-7. It is the totality whether we're minerals or humans or any other more highly evolved being, it carries the totality of all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. However, at the mineral, plant, and animal level, there is not the awareness that they are carrying. They operate out of the instinctive well. And the at the human level, when we move into the human kingdom and we operate at the uh, free will, nature we are moving through the human kingdom from the very first life that we care that we are a human into the expansion of our consciousness and our awareness and we our evolution is not manifested through changes in the physical body like plants and animals do and even minerals it is manifested through the growth of consciousness and awareness the at some point, the humanities reach the levels, the, the levels of consciousness and awareness where they discover, where they become aware of that pure soul essence within, that light within. I like to use the symbol of that sun within because symbolically, it, the, I mean, because really the sun is so powerful that when we think of our pure soul essence light as being the sun, it immediately connects us to this purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power that we are. This is who we truly are. And now on this planet, we are at the point, we are at the, the planet itself and those humanities upon the planet are at the point where the conscious awareness can move into and has moved into the understanding of this incredibly powerful point of light that we carry. Until we become aware, it sits as potential power. It's as if we have a the most powerful computer in the world sitting on our desk, but until we turn it on and activate it, ask a question or ask it to do a function, it sits there as potential power. 
It's the same with this pure soul essence light. It is always there, but being divine in nature, it cannot just freely move in to our free will kingdom because it can't trespass. So we have to invite it in. And it is this focus of attention that is the turn on switch by focusing on this light, by utilizing that focus of attention to activate the light we are inviting it in to do the powerful healings that we are going to be doing today to help us to move into the free will kingdom to allow us to heal and this light is moving in through and around now the totality of all of our physical bodies and now it's expanding even more to move in through and around our etheric bodies of this lifetime, but also to permeate and encompass the totality of our soul process from the mineral, first expression of mineral for each and every one of us through the totality of the process up until the now and the totality of the process into the future now, also becoming one with that organically growing and creating moment-to-moment expansion of the future now. So we are sending the light into the totality of all that we are and all that we are becoming. This is a very powerful energy field. I see it as this so, it's so brilliant. I can't really totally in, grasp it in my mind. I'm only given more limited symbols that I can make sense of. I can't really see the far ends that well. It's too far, too distant, too unknown. It breaches into the unknown for me. So I'm only giving you the indications that the higher selves are giving me. But trust me when I say that my limitations are there like they might be for all of you. So But it is there, it is powerful, the energy is intense. And now we're going to call on and become one with the totality of the conglomerate higher self, which means we're going to bring in the amalgamation with the totality of the higher self, yours and mine, and any other higher selves that care to join with us today, any other higher selves that have been active in our past now with us and for us, or will be in our future now, over and above the higher selves that we are bringing into our our own higher selves that we're bringing into this healing today. Keep in mind that the higher self that each and every one of you have are your own and they have the seat within you at the soul level. So they are part of you and expanded part of you that have also reached into the fifth dimensional realm which is the is also a divine will level so again we have to invite in the higher selves we do so by the focus on the on them on the amalgamation with them allowing them to move in through and around to facilitate and uh, help us process this healing the Last step is we're now going to move this whole time-space continuum into the pure soul essence of the originating source of all there is. This, in essence, is moving us into the core, the center. I don't have the right words for it because the energy of the originating source is all there is. 
I'm not really sure exactly what what happens, where we're going, when we become one with the pure soul essence of the of the originating source. It is so sci-fi in a way that it's hard for me to put that my mind around it, but I can feel it when we move into that space. We are becoming one at a conscious level with all there is, with the totality of the beingness that exists within the known and unknown universe. And the unknown universe is an is an infinite to the infinite power much more than the known. The known. It is an expansive place, an expansive energy field, and we all get the benefit of being connected to one another to intensify the power. And right now what I'm getting is I'm focusing on and sensing this power of the miraculous and I'm not sure why exactly that's coming up, but I am really sensing this power of the miraculous. It is being activated because we are so connected with so much energy here. We can tap into this power of the miraculous. And, gosh, I'm now going to shift my plan I am now going to work on Alicia um, first because I'm so connected to the power of the miraculous. It doesn't mean that it's any more or more important than um, than Suzanne. Suzanne is extremely important. It's important for all of us, all the patterns. But for some reason, it's probably my because it's a potentially you know very serious. Uh, life and death situation, for me, it's pulling it in first. And so I apologize up front for Suzanne, but trust me, we will not, uh, we will not, for you know, I'm not going to not deal with yours and put an equal amount of energy and miraculous into yours. So I'm going to first call in Alicia, and I'm seeing us all on that symbolic rim of the wagon wheel and Alicia is already on the hub the rainbow bridge energy is already activated there all of us are connected at the uh, chakra levels to the originating source and I do see the continuation of the rims of the wheels outward there are many many souls here it's it feels like when we go into the the house of mirrors at a fun house, and then you can see yourself a thousandfold going back, repeating. That's kind of the way I see these rims of the soul. There's so many, and each rim is connected to the rainbow bridge energy. And each rim, and I think we have so many rims simply because I can't picture this many souls on one rim. <laughs> it enables me to be able to visualize this in some way but each soul is connected to the rainbow bridge energy and the, all of the spokes are now focusing on the hub are part of and are connected to the hub that alicia is on and guys we're going to absolutely work to create a, the miracle for alicia now the what i want to do is I want to also call in 
all the souls that are going to be involved with Alicia with her surgeries and her care so and all the decision making about Alicia no matter what it is whether it's direct or indirect whether it's major or minor I want to call in all souls the doctors the nurses um, Denise the family members the maybe it even includes the hospital administrators um, I don't know what it includes it's all souls. I'm calling in literally all souls that are involved with this surgical procedure tomorrow for Alicia. Now, any of you in the who are listening, whether it's past, you're an archive listener and you're listening after the fact, trust me when I say that every time someone listens, all the healing is activated another time. It also doesn't mean that any of you out there that has or know someone or you yourself have some very significant medical issues. You can also utilize this healing for those issues. You can create within your own mind another hub, putting yourself, putting others, putting whoever, and do the healing on um, those other things, be the active participant. We are only limited by our own beliefs. So I encourage you to bring and do all you can all you can imagine to the healing. And instead of when you're listening to the healing, I'm working on Alicia and all of her things, just know that that energy is going to go to the second hub as well. No one is sacrificed. No one is left out. We can all benefit from this healing work. Okay, so now I see Alicia and her hub. It is absolutely packed full. Many more people are here than I would have thought. Uh, I, I'm terrible with numbers, I can't say, but I would say dozens. Um, now, again, I'm not sure if it's two or three dozens or four or five dozens, but there's a lot of people here. The hub is large, and it's connected, as I said, now, what I want to do with the help of the higher self is that I want to begin to, first of all, we want to call in uh, divine, the divine miraculous, the divine perfection for the surgical results. We want to also, while that is feeding in, we want to help every single soul on this wheel to release into the light. They're all amalgamated. They're all part of this eternal now moment. They are going to be releasing any issues that they might have that might create any problems, any blips, any uh, downsides to whatever is going to happen in the surgery. We want them to release anything that could stand in the way of the absolute miraculous for Alicia. So I'm seeing a lot of releasing going down. A lot of uh, what I'm picking up right away is the, there's a lot of belief systems that not much can be done, okay? There's a lot of discouragement around, and I'm not getting any specific person, but there's discouragement that they can only go so far, that they won't really be able to fix Alicia's problems as much as she really needs. There's a concern about scar tissue. There's a concern about healthy tissue. Where are they going to find enough healthy tissue? Where are they going to find enough 
purchase when they're sewing things in or whatever. I don't know enough about the surgical procedure, but there is a sense of doubt, a lot of doubt here I'm seeing being released. Doubt is being released, belief that that there isn't going to be able, there won't be much they can do. They're going to do a patch job kind of thing, this, this kind of idea. And I want all of that to be released. I'm calling in divine opportunities, divine surprise, divine solutions and resolutions that will bring this to the very highest level for Alicia. We don't want this to be yet one more surgery in a line of many more. We want real, real solutions, divine solutions, divine resolution, divine proactive solution so that it it is becomes the real long-term solutions. So we want to continue to release this discouragement, this doubt, this this worry, this concern. Uh, I want to call in, I know I did it last time, but I want to call in Divine Heart for Alicia. And I want everyone to see a heart made up of light. We already disconnected her actual heart symbolically. We didn't do any real disconnection, but we moved that into the light. And now I want again to reinforce what we put in last week, the symbolic heart, the symbolic energy to become even more empowered. And I want it to include all the parts of the heart, all the veins, the arteries, the valves, the aorta, and all of that. We want that whole divine heart to um, be empowered, to bring into the surgical field the best solution that is possible to be reached tomorrow. Now, okay, I'm also, interestingly enough, I'm seeing tiredness. I'm seeing exhaustion as coming out of some of the people on the hub. And I would like that, the tiredness, the exhaustion, the lack of sleep, the lack of being sharp, the lack of being... uh, uh, fully um, operating at the very highest level. This tiredness issue, we all know, can be an issue with anybody, let alone doctors and nurses who get up really early or, uh, you know, have 12-hour days more often than not. So we want to we want to release all exhaustion patterns, all tired patterns all patterns of not being fully sharp, any confusion, any cloudiness in the mind. I'm I'm seeing actual like cotton kind of things coming out of some of the minds. Now, it doesn't mean it's coming out of the the minds only of the doctors and the nurses. Uh, It's coming out of, there's confusion even with the administrators. Um, There's, you know, we all have cotton. So whether it's going to be fully related to the surgery tomorrow, many, much of this is being released and the, I'm bringing in clarity of vision, expanded perception, just absolutely divine vision, divine understanding, divine opportunity, divine hope. The hope that this surgery is going to be absolutely manifest at the very highest level. And 
Now we're going to call in that divine faith that I've explained is the energy that helps to manifest all that is hoped for. So this is also going to help bring in the manifestation from the abstract to the concrete, the surgery at the very highest level. Now I do want to let everyone know that the final decider on this is Alicia. It is her at the soul level. It is her choice as to where this surgery ends up. Now, I know it's hard to think about that, to understand that, that, you know, to to see that there's that here she is asleep, she doesn't have any surgical technique, she's not involved in doing the surgery, but it is her at the soul level that that will choose uh the highest level that she can Accept. So I do want to work specifically on Alicia to help her bring that decision-making, that free will decision-making, which is always at the soul level, not at the mind level, to, to allow her at the soul level to bring in the very highest level of choice for her. So again, listeners, let's funnel in all that divine miraculous, and I'm asking that Alicia literally open up the heart because she's carrying some very big hurt in that heart. I don't know what I did last week, but I am feeling the hurt. I am feeling the pain. There's a part of her that just, the pain is so bad. Now, it could be, I don't know, in this life how she would read it out. It could be physically, it could be emotionally, it could be any way, but it is there from many, many past lives. It's this heartbroken feeling, this feeling that she can't tolerate it. She, you know, she doesn't want it anymore. So there's a little bit of a giving up here. I want to absolutely release any and all giving up patterns, any heartbreak, any, uh, oh, good, she's letting it go. I want to have her release too any um, illness patterns. You know, choosing illness as a way to escape. Um, it is, we all have escape mechanisms and there are souls, and I can't remember if I've talked about it or not on the show, there are souls for sure that choose illness and death as a way to escape and unfortunately we don't escape anything but that's not what we think or believe. So we lay aside the body, we realize we haven't really escaped anywhere anyway, and so we we go back into another life determined to figure that out, and often we don't. We just keep repeating a pattern. So I want this I, whole idea that I feel uh, is part of Alicia's pattern. It came in at birth. So it is definitely from all the past lives she's brought in and she has brought in this very intense you know life or death type pattern and so i want this whole idea of illness to be in, of being an escape illness is a way to avoid illness is a way that you don't really have to try because if we're ill if we're limited in some way physically then we can't try to accomplish we can't really do a lot. And so therefore, what do we avoid? Failure. So there's a sense of fear of failure here. I want that all to be coming out. Of course, I know she went into school and she had a job. 
uh, in, I can't remember now what it was, but she it's not like she hasn't tried in this life, but we have to understand that all of these patterns are in the background, working against us, in quotes, because there's, even if we're not conscious of it, you might think, boy, I've really tried, I've done my very best, but it's almost like you're doing an uphill battle because all of these patterns from before you're still carrying around and there's you're in conflict with them there's that part of you that really wants to achieve that really wants to take the step forward you want to be well you want to be healthy and then there's this other part of you that says Mm-mm. oh no too scary too scary i'll be vulnerable what if i fail what if i get hurt what if what if what if and so there's this screeching on of breaks um at the soul level really preventing us from um it's not just alicia we all have it in our own way really preventing us from moving forward we look at it oh well we can't help it we're ill we have a heart problem but in fact that problem is manifested because you have the patterns and the beliefs behind it so let's keep going guys we want to release all the beliefs that and all the fears the beliefs that we can't fail, that we can't avoid simply by getting ill, simply by dying, simply by whatevering. We want to release all the avoidance patterns to avoid hurt, to avoid pain, to all the fear that's behind it. It's scary. It's scary sometimes because we don't know what it's going to really be like. We've experienced some really tough times behind it. These fears are based on real situations we've been through. This, you know, none of us are chickens. (laughs) We've all gone through a ton of experiences, really terrible in so many lives. So these fears come from reality that we have lived through. There's no criticism here. There's no judgment here. We move out of those lives blaming ourselves or blaming others or mostly blaming both, believing that somehow it's our fault but it really was misunderstandings and misconceptions and i am lastly really wanting to address those misconceptions those misunderstandings that are underlying the the whole this pattern has on alicia it's been a long-term pattern and so there's this sort of grasping and holding on let me tune in a little bit to that holding on thing It's like holding on for dear life. It's a self-identity that is really so ingrained that it's it's very difficult because you have no idea who you're going to be when you let this go. You have no idea who you're going to, what life is going to be like if you're not the same old, same old. So it's scary. Fear of the future, fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear that you're going to uncover for sure what a terrible person you are because that's where we go that self-criticism well if i really look i'm going to discover that i'm just the worst of the worst so i want all of those misunderstandings i want let's all of us guys focus on i see symbolically the two hands of alicia holding on tightly to this pattern right at the heart level just not wanting to let it go. She's let go of some stuff, but there's this this bit here that I want to get before the surgery tomorrow. 
And so let's all of us send into the her hands. It can go right into the hub, up the bottom of her feet, and into up her through her body, down her arms, and symbolically in her hands to start to neutralize and move from her hands to the pattern that she's so desperately holding on to. I want us to send in divine support because we're all here for her. We want to call in divine nurturing, divine reassurance, divine love, divine gratitude, divine understanding, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I want us to just all see that light begin to neutralize. Oh, oh, oh. Also neutralize the fear of change. The fear of change. Alicia would not be participating in this healing if she weren't wanting it at the soul level. The soul level, she's determined. She wants to, there's a part of her that's determined. There's a part of her that's just so afraid to let it go. But there's a part of her that is very present, wants to let it go, and is allowing this neutralizing to happen. And I am seeing, thank you everyone for participating in this. I am definitely seeing the what she's holding onto is, is just crumbling. It's just crumbling and I'm asking the light to move up into the pattern itself and what all that it is, all that complexity, and allow it to give it to give to it a flow so that it can then flow out of the heart center, just to flow out from the heart center and begin to neutralize the totality of the pattern. All of that what we were what I was saying earlier. And there's, a, again, a lot of heartache here, a lot of fear. There's a lot of um, who am I? There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of uh, just oh, shame and, and guilt is in here. There's just a lot of stuff that she's been uh, found so hard to really deal with. And by letting it go and having it neutralized, it carries so much less power, whatever is left, because at the soul level, we're not going to let go of everything all at once. It just is too scary for the soul. But whatever it is has lessened the power and the fear and the doubt and the, all of that for Aisha, which will enable her to step forward in a and to choose at the higher level the results of this surgical procedure and the, the unfolding of the illness pattern. I do see Jane. I do see jo, uh, Joe Williams here and Joan Culpepper. There are, there's a lot of help going on here. Jane is not here because you're um, thinking of laying aside the body. She's here to observe and learn. She's here to share her energy as well. And because she participated last week, she wants to be a part of the whole journey with you. Um, I'm feeling really good about Alicia. And the higher self are indicating, because I'm starting to see the others that were on the hub with her to are, are moving away. The higher selves are guiding them back. Uh, the healing for them is done. Alicia, I want to 
and the higher selves are putting you in this cocoon of energy to help you with the processing of all that you've done today. You've done a lot of work and, um, you know, just, just know that myself and every single person is there for you. And only, only t- you've got so much support and so much love here. Okay, so she's being moved also, and I'm going to go straight into the healing for Suzanne because uh, we're already amalgamated. We're already part of the eternal now moment, the higher self. They're indicating Suzanne has now moved into the center of the hub. Oops. And, in fact, I'm seeing others around her uh, joining the healing Um in fact, it feels like, and I'm not 100% sure, but it does feel like other people in this apartment complex with you. Um, and that's a good thing because to work on the whole group might help with the group problem because that's really um, one of the issues. Now, it doesn't mean that Suzanne that, that wouldn't have some issues as well, but I want to now focus on the group now on the center of the hub with Suzanne is kind of the spokesperson. She's kind of the leader, so to speak, and she, I'm feeling you might be the instigator or the the one that that is actively becomes active in this group situation. So, but what I want to do is I want to tune into you and see this this whole pattern <laughs> I don't mean to laugh but I can relate to it from my childhood because I always believed a giant ant lived under my bed of course it wasn't there in the day it was only there in the middle of the night if I had to pee in the night it was going to come get me okay ants may not seem so scary to anyone but for me it was just, it was so petrifying and I would do all I could not to step on the floor. And if I was on the floor, it was instantaneous. And even when I was sitting on the toilet, I would raise my feet. I mean, it was terrible. So I'm, what I'm seeing with you is a giant cockroach facing you, okay? You're standing on the hub. The giant cockroach is a symbol, and it is facing you. And to me, this is representative of some very huge fear that you have. And uh, I don't know yet what the fear is, but it is a scary-looking thing. I don't know about anyone else, but cockroaches, I don't like them. I do not like those little critters, And um, except for the scientists who study them and find kinship with them on some level. I don't think many people like them. And for for right now, what I'm seeing is this giant cockroach facing you. And it's all you can do not to run. It's all you can do not to uh, turn around and run away. And I'm really getting the sense that the fear is so intense that it took a lot of courage for you just to even come to ask for this healing because it meant, even though you aren't totally aware consciously, of how deep the fear is, it did mean tapping into an absolutely huge fear. And so I applaud your 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 courage. I applaud the courage for everyone because everyone who steps forward to heal is carrying some very deep 
issues and patterns that are very hard to face. Right now, I almost feel like there's, I don't know if, it, if I could say people or your higher self around you kind of standing there like wind at your back to keep you from backing up and backing away. And so I want to begin right away. Remember, you carry that very powerful light. And I want you to approach the neutralizing of this situation as if you're the you're neutralizing this giant cockroach in front of you. And I want you and all of us can help her by sending in light to of divine support and divine help, whatever comes up, whatever divine energies is needed and necessary to help her. And I am feeling the the flow now of your light coming up through your feet because a lot of listeners have been sending you that light. It's coming up through your feet and it's moving out of your heart area, out of your stomach area. It has something to do with the the whole uh, abdomen. I think that's part of where your fear is. There's a sense of powerlessness here, and it's moving out to encompass and surround this cockroach. Now, it isn't a coincidence that the vermin, so to speak, or the symbol is a cockroach with a very hard exoskeleton because the light, because it's hard, it's hard to kill those guys. They have this hard exoskeleton outside that protects their innards. And that's basically what you have around this. You have a hard exterior. So the light is battering it and not making a big uh, imprint yet. So we have to get to the bottom of what the exoskeleton is made up of. First of all, I am seeing some of the legs, interestingly enough, being neutralized. Um, I am seeing the the uh, light moving up into some of the softer, sh- not as hard areas. I feel some of the the antenna and the face is being neutralized. It's not like the light isn't doing a job, but we need to address the the exoskeleton. Okay. This is the absolute solidified truth that the only way to deal with the fear is to put it in a box and keep it in something, a vault, I want to say. Keeping it in a vault, not looking at it. It seems to be this absolute solidified truth, which simply means a belief system that is worked for you for a long time. You have avoided the facing of whatever the pain, the suffering, the sorrow is inside, which we haven't gotten to yet, but you've avoided it by encasing it in this incredibly thick-walled symbolic vault or the exoskeleton of this giant cockroach. Now, I want us, I think maybe what we're going to have to do, instead of working from the outside in, we're going to have to find a passageway in the 
into the inside of the vault because the vault is not going to, I don't think it's going to budge until we start to neutralize all that's inside it. So I want everybody to, including you, of course, Suzanne, to see your light becoming a a laser, actually, to bore right through the head, which has got more soft parts, and finding that laser. And we're all sending you light to increase that laser, to make a hole. It, it can be as small as you want because it doesn't matter. It will get bigger as we work, and we want to send, make this hole, hole right into the vault. And I want to see just what they do on... TV, when somebody has to get through the thick vault, they take some sort of laser thing and they make, you know, they they go right through steel. And that's what you're doing. You're taking this laser light. It's much, much more powerful than the, than the walls or the, the parts of the cockroach, symbolic cockroach. So that is really working. And I see it's broken through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're just going to keep pouring the light in through that hole, that symbolic hole. And as the light goes through, it's actually making the hole bigger. It's actually expanding so that more and more light is going in. And now this is going to give me an opportunity to see more of what's behind it. Um, uh, Okay, well, I'm seeing... Just so much suffering here. So much suffering. It's just, I'm seeing, it, it's going by so fast, just just flashes of pictures of various lifetimes where you've been suffering, suffering, suffering on so many levels. There is just a ton of suffering here. And who wants to suffer? Nobody. So you've put that into that vault. Okay, so we're going to first send the light to the suffering, and I'm sure I'm going to get more on it more, more, and more light to deal with the suffering. And all behind the suffering is fear. There's a lot of fear here. There's a lot of misunderstandings here, too. Uh, A lot of self-blame. There is definitely shame and guilt here. Absolutely, lady, shame and guilt, because there's been so much blame of the self, so much blame of the self. You've taken on responsibility for suffering for yourself and even for others that was really unavoidable. Uh, You were in situations and conditions that were very, um, you know, there just wasn't enough understanding present. And so the blame was rampant, whether it was for you or for others. Now, on some level, because we do choose everything at the soul level, we are responsible, but not in the ways that when we blame ourselves. It's not about taking blame. That's not what true self-responsibility is all about. True self-responsibility is becoming aware and then healing those old issues. And that's what you are going to be doing now. And I want you to really send the light into the misunderstanding and the blame and the taking on responsibility and um Falling on the sword. That's what I'm seeing here, just falling on the sword, seeing over and over and over again how you are the cause of so much misery, your own and everybody else's. 
And it's just been just so much shame and so much guilt. But you're doing a good job. I see actually about half the innards of the the symbolic cockroach having already been neutralized. This is a good thing. Now let's keep going. You have the help here. You have the support of everybody else. So it's happening quite fast. We're also again calling in divine miraculous. We want the fear of uh, facing the fears. I mean, it. there's just more fear here. We want to neutralize all of that. There is a lot of despair and hopelessness here, uh, powerlessness, a lot of those, really a lot, feeling like there just isn't a chance to ever get rid of this vault, that you're never, ever going to be free of it. And it was so heavy. It was so heavy. It was huge. Symbolically, it's this huge cockroach, you know, equal to you in size and shape. I mean, just, it was huge, way, way bigger than actual cockroaches. But your whole thing symbolically was making it so much worse than it really is. And that's what we do with fear. We magnify what we're afraid of. It be, it takes over. It takes hold. And so I I'm, want you to continue to release the hopelessness, the powerlessness, and the despair. Oh, and you're doing a good job. Wow. Thanks. I'm thanking everyone to for adding the light. I'm now calling in again divine hope. We want divine hope. We want divine power. Divine power, of course. Again, I always say this just in case there's a new person. It has nothing to do with what we associate with power. Divine power is the connection to our pure soul essence, purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power. It is that. And with that, with my explanation, I saw a connection there that is solid. And now there's almost nothing left to... The what is filling this vault. And as a result, there is nothing supporting the exoskeleton. So we're it's just sort of a hollow, it's a hull. And so now we can much more easily from sending light from within to neutralize it, to dissolve it, and sending the light from without, I see it now breaking up and falling away, dissolving into the light, and this whole uh, symbol is dissolving away. And you are now standing centered. I'm calling in the divine courage, divine understanding, divine love, divine forgiveness, divine responsibility, which is the, the pure and perfect and proper sense of responsibility, divine uh Safety, divine freedom, just filling you. And I thank everybody who's participating because there's a lot of energy coming from all around, activating all of your divine energies and empowering it with so many more. Again, I'm going to call in the power of the miraculous. Why not use it? can help each and every one of us. 
And with that, the higher selves are uh, surrounding you in a uh, cocoon, um, again, helping you process and acclimate to all that was done today. It also, you're going into the healing circle, as is Aisha and all of her situation. Um, even though those people were there from the apartment complex, I didn't get the indication to be working on them, so I'm hoping that somehow uh, you're moving out into a kind of leadership position. It 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 helps them be familiar with your very powerful energy, Suzanne, and will make them uh, will open and help them. Let's call in divine acceptance and divine vision, divine understanding to the whole group so that there won't be too many, you know, funny reactions to people. I don't know if people would react in a funny way. Maybe they would like, what's it her business for? You know, I don't know if any of that would be there. But we want to we want to bring in divine communication and divine understanding and all of that so that as a group, the process is a smooth one and it doesn't become a big drama or anything. So we want to just facilitate and and um, facilitate the processing of a real solution here, a real and permanent, or as permanent as we can make it, because we, I guess you never know with those things, but at least to bring in the shift and the change so that the whole place becomes vermin-free. In any case, I feel good about what you did and I am still feeling some stuff coming out through the heart center and the higher selves are indicating that they are on top of it. They are processing that and helping you release because there's a lot of grief and sorrow. There's a sense of loss of this pattern because it has been with you for so long. So you're actually, I'm feeling a sense of grief. Um, you're, you've given up, so to speak, a coping mechanism to deal with a lot of very difficult things uh, for many different reasons. And I'm sure I didn't even touch on all of them, but it isn't necessary to touch on everything. The But there is a sense of grief. There's almost a sense of loss because there's a self-identity there. So it's almost like you, there's a feeling of loss of the self. So that's just really interesting, and I bet you Alicia has that too. I didn't tune into that with her, but um, I am feeling some of this sense of loss, and even though you are encased in this cocoon energy, I see that the higher self are facilitating your release of that sense of loss, and I want to call in the sense of the the connection to the self, the divine connection uh to the self and the divine birth of you at a higher level, of you free of this burden. So I'm calling in divine freedom, divine creation. We want to uh, empower the divine birth of yourself at the new level free of this 
baggage that was really weighting you down. Okay, it feels much better to me now. And I want to thank you, thank the higher self for bringing that to my attention. Okay, so, um, yikes, I'm seeing the Suzanne and the group step off the uh, a hub. I'm seeing the symbolic eternal now moment beginning to shrink simply to indicate that the healing is over. We, let's see, I'm trying to figure, I'm so out of it, I can't even figure out. Okay, we've got some more time, but I'm sort of done. (laughs) Um, I hope that you guys all understood that. I hope that it helps. I hope that everyone got some benefit from it. I thank everyone. I thank Alicia and Denise. I thank Suzanne. I thank everyone who was part and parcel of the the show today, known and unknown, for coming forward. And just for those who are new, I'll just mention that I do have a website, JanetRichmond.com. You can learn a lot about the work and about me. There's a lot of free stuff. All my shows are archived on there. And almost all of them have now a title and a description, so it helps you find the show that might or shows that would speak to you more than some of the others. Uh, I also have a book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. And I do have private sessions, I have meetup group. I'm also in the process of trying to finish this second book, <laughs> which you guys are going to love, really. It is going to make a lot of sense and give you a lot more context to some of these healings. Not that the healings aren't good standing alone, they are, but you're going to go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, in any case, I'll, it'll answer a lot of questions, hopefully. Um and it will hopefully be out sometime early next year. That's my goal. Anyway, truly care for each and every one of you. I truly appreciate your being a part of this whole process that I'm going through with you and for you and for myself and for everyone. And for, with that, I'm going to say goodbye and until next week. Oh, 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 please send me a request. I don't have any for next week. Sometimes I have enough that they last two or three weeks, but I don't have one for next week. So it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. If you want a healing, it is free. I don't care who asks for one. You could ask for a free one 18 times, and you're asking for the 19th one. I don't, it's not about, don't ever feel reticent because you've already asked for a lot. I'm encouraging anybody and everyone, if you've never asked for healing, take a chance. Please, give it a try. It can't hurt. These divine energies don't hurt or harm. They are only working in our highest ideal. And you don't have to believe. Belief is not an issue. It's only the higher self's only request that we stand between belief and disbelief and don't have any of those beliefs create caps and limits as to how far we can go and move and heal and balance and learn because every belief is a limiter. Every belief is a cap. 
So the higher selves are always encouraging us not to believe, not to disbelieve, just allow the energy to be what it is. So give it a go. Give it a try. Take a step forward. You can change your name. I I don't mind if you want to be anonymous. That's perfectly fine. I can do that too. It's not a problem at all. I have done many anonymous healings on the show. So please reach out if you can. All right. Thanks again so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.